Tub Talk is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. Email us at tubtalk at cageclub.me with questions, criticisms, riddles, trivia, dating advice, cryptozoology, ideas for future episodes, and more. Head over to cageclub.me to check out other shows and email us tubtalk at cageclub.me. Top 20, here we are. Your final episode of the first run, Tub Talk. The Astros have won Game One of the American <laughs> League Championship Series. Nineteen eighty, the nineteen ninety nine hundred greatest songs, favorite songs, not greatest songs, favorite songs. Tom, Bob, and Mance, starting with Mance right now. I like how we're moving faster through the more important songs. Also, it's just like fuck it, let's just get it over. With. Tom, Bob, and Mance. He cut Matt out of that and said Tom twice. <laughs> uh, right on. Just double the Chris Cornell. Amen. <laughs> hey, we need more Chris Cornell. Top ten Chris Cornell songs. Fuji's. Oh, the eighties. I could I could do that list. Killing me softly with his song. We've already talked about this. Yeah, this is this is the other cover. Did we already talk? We about did not this? talk. This about is this. number one twenty. Oh oh no, oh oh, yes. oh, oh this, this is, is important. This is you and Bob. This is the one you share the ranking. This is number twenty. Oh, on both this of is your, your number twenty. Yeah, uh, this is my other cover. Uh, I, I mean, it's I, only kind of a since, cover. Since yeah, since we both have it ranked in the same spot, let's let's, let's both talk. talk about it. What? Uh, you know what? This is why I cut that out. What did you like about it? Uh, I mean, I love Lauren Hill singing. And, and, There's and, a didgeridoo right here. That's a sitar, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, and didgeridoo <laughs> could be the fucking thing. It's so similar. <laughs> <laughs> From Rainstick. Joey, Joey's gonna. Giant, uh, Alps <laughs> Joey's gonna edit that part out. Nope. <laughs> Yeah, we have the we have the music, we have the, we have the soundtrack in the background. We'll keep um, it you know, it's it, it's it's just an. I, I think that you could have picked like four or five songs off this album. Yeah. This is one yeah. of the great hip hop albums. No, I'm not even gonna qualify by saying yeah, hip hop albums. Yeah, yeah, nah. I think it's one yeah. of the great albums. Yeah, I'll put Foodie Law on my list. Yeah, I almost had all ready or not as well. Yeah, how many mics? Yeah, mask. Uh, there's so many songs on here, but Bubble I think loose. I think when they're when they're at their best, it's it's uh, yeah, they all rap and Lauren sings. Yeah, that's the best. The, the, that's the best that you can get. And when she bears her soul, like uh, I will be discussing later on, uh, it's it's something pretty special. Yeah. Next up, this is another one of Mance's draft songs. Another one, a song that I love, "Linger" by the Cranberries. Yeah, I think he uses a draft song. I'm pretty uh, sure. I don't remember doing that. R.I.P. Dolores, but. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just I love this song because uh, it's just got a breezy feel to it. You see my entire body language change. <laughs> 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 this is, a, this is very upsetting to Bob. Why? You don't like this song? No, this song is very very sweet. But it's one of those songs that like when I worked at Rite Aid, it, it was just like one of the songs that they played over the store soundtrack. Uh-huh. And like I'm allergic to all of those songs now. Okay. Is zomb- was that? Did they play Zombie a lot? No. <laughs> Zombie and Ryan. Although one time they played Jesus Christ Superstar, which is really weird. <laughs> the worst job I've ever had was compounded by the fact that there was... I sat in an office with three women, and two of them would play the game of which Pandora station should we listen to, and guess what the winner was every day? Judges. Adele Radio. Every <laughs> single day. But they were like... They debated every day. <laughs> they were pretend like, let's try heavy metal or adult radio. And it was always Adele Radio, and it was always 21. And I I'm sorry, you said Adele, right? Adele, Adele Radio? Okay. Oh, they said Adele. Adele. Adult radio is just people fucking. No, that's like, also like going just the Adele deep anyway. Over and over and over again for months. I like Skyfall. That song rules. Yeah, that's that. That is a cool song. Have you heard the Radiohead version of Spectre? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. It's pretty great. Sure. Yeah. All right. Next up, 
Now, the Metallica song won off And Justice for All. Whoa. I'm going to get to the end where it's just like the wall of guitar. Yeah, uh, this was like... <laughs> I almost had Master Puppets on my list. I almost had Seek and Destroy on my list. Uh, those two songs kick ass. This was the first Metallica song I heard, and like, I would come home from school when I was a kid at like seven, eight, nine years old and turn on MTV, and to see this video at that age yeah, was a yeah, yeah. very yeah. disturbing experience. But, uh, you know, this is one of the first songs I learned how to play on the guitar, as much of it as I could play at the time. And it's, it's, this is just a kick-ass, iconic song. I remember I did a scratch board in art class. To, like, remember those things where like, it's like black? Yeah, 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 totally. And like I did an illustration of this song. It was like a guy, like, it, like you know, like, moonlight going in, like a stone window, and the guy, like, strapped down to a fucking, like, operating table. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. So you played this song, right? When you got in high school? Or at eight years old or whatever? You figured out how to play this part? Yes. Where does he rank on? Uh, you guys have favorite guitarists? Is he up there? He's a, he's a great guitarist, he's but he's not one of my favorite. Yeah. He, 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 he's, he, like, his solos are the cool, I like it. Yeah. Like, he's the most, the, I'll put it this way. They're the most memorable. Like, I, I can, I can fucking yeah. scat, like, every yeah, yeah. solo of his from, like, Kill em All through the but he's he's one of those guys so it, it, there's like the the technical proficiency and then there's like the feeling behind it and he's always been a guy who's like technically superior to most guitar players who have ever lived but he doesn't have a lot of emotion in his playing you know yeah. and that's the kind of stuff I gravitate more towards like you know not like the Steve Vai's of the world who can tap away at the guitar and just go crazy like okay cool but you know where's the emotion behind it so but Kirk Hammett is, is a very, very, yeah, very great guitar player. Let's stop shitting on Kirk Hammett. Yeah, no, he's a great guitar Top player. Song. Guys, I don't know if you're going to believe this, but the next song is a Soundgarden song with a Chris Cornell, The Fuck. Day I Tried to Live. Yeah, this song rules. Yeah. I'll super in there. Uh, yeah, this this song rules. This this little... The, uh, uh, get, get to where the drums come in. Yeah. Yeah, so this is just a, a badass beat, and then when the chorus comes in, and he just starts wailing. It's perfect. It's perfect rock music. Perfect rock music. <laughs> Next up, number 16 for you, Mance. Tom Petty, Here Comes My back. Girl. Yeah. I could have I put this. I could have put uh, Even the Losers, uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Uh, I could have included 30 Tom Petty songs because they're all great, but this is like the one representative of why I love him so much. The, the kind of like jangly guitars and the, the chorus is incredibly sweet. I never heard this song before either. Wait, uh, wait, wait till the chorus. You have. Skip ahead a little bit, Bob. Uh, Joey, you're Joey. All right. Keep going. I don't know either. All right. I don't know, man. We're no, 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 get to the chorus. He, he fast forward to like the end of the chorus. Just, just zip ahead a little bit. Yeah. It's me. You've never heard this fucking song? I don't know, maybe, yeah, but it's really it's a blind it, spot for you. Yeah. So for Bob, we had we went over number 20 and pretty in-depth for Mance's too. It's killing me softly. Number 19 though, NWA, fuck the police. Mm, yeah. Fuck the police. Yeah. Um 
I don't know, what can you say about the song that hasn't already been said, except for that it's like a song that offended a lot of people, and that's because they weren't paying attention and asking why fuck the police instead of, you know, just blindly respecting people. This next song is is he's lying. And I feel like we haven't had this guy on... He was featured on a song, but I don't think we've had a solo stuff at all. David Bowie, Modern Love. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, most of the Bowie stuff I like is 70s. Me too. Yeah. But this one is really like, a, I think, a standout from the era. A lot of his 80s stuff I don't, re- I don't really like at yeah. all, but I think this one is like, you know, a lot of fun. Number it also doesn't list. sound like a David Bowie song to me. Like, like especially like when it starts, it, like, I could picture almost anybody singing this song. Mm-hmm. Which is so not like, a, what, like so that's still like anti-David Bowie. Yeah. So you're you're against it. I'm not crazy about this. Like, but like I feel the same way. Like, like fashion and like yeah. Fame. Like I, I guess I like probably fame better of like the hits. But yeah, yeah, I'm not. That, this is not. This is one of my least favorite David Bowie songs. I think. Like of the hits. Well, you heard it here. Yeah. One of Matt's least favorite David Bowie songs. The next uh, song. That, I think it's fun. The next song on the list, number seventeen, is another, a song that I know Matt loves because it's coming up a little bit on his list. Madonna like a prayer. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna. I thought it was a different one. This is a pretty kick-ass opening too. This song, it, who, it's well, so good. It's so good. Is it the first Madonna song? I think so. Mm-hmm. But this intro right here. We'll let Matt talk about it. Go, go to the next one because we talk about it together when, when we yeah. come up. This is, I think, the second time we've had this band on. Pulp. This is hardcore. Uh, both me. The first line in this song is "This is hardcore. You make me hard." So, <laughs> so how can you not love it? But how can you not love it? I mean, this is Jarvis Cocker again. Uh, you know, he's got uh, you know one foot in the economy and one foot in in fucking. I love this song. It's really long. It's like seven minutes or something like that. But uh, yeah, six Pulp, and a half. Yeah. Pulp is one of those bands that I think you guys should really look into. Um, three classic albums, just wonderful, good stuff. Time for Matt's top twenty. Not the first time, not the last time we'll have this artist on. Nirvana, Scentless Apprentice, off In Utero. Yeah, this song made me feel like the biggest fucking badass on the planet when I was listening to it in like fourth grade. It was, I was just like, I was like fucking, just, it was just such fuck yes. Just fuck yes to this shit. I love it. Felt invincible, this shit. This album, uh... Like, my dad got this album first. Like, he got it. And then I, I borrowed it from him. And I'm thinking, yeah. This is fucking... This is just rock and roll. This is my favorite Nirvana song, I think. It's the highest on your list. Yeah. Like, if I had just... Like, it's the first one that comes to mind. Which is why when it was in fucking Lost, in that one episode where, where Jack's got the beard and he's driving around in his Jeep. I don't remember you know, I thought you were... I love Lost, but I don't, I've seen most of Lost once. The episode, the, the like the whole one where he's like, <laughs> like at the beginning of that episode when he's all fucked up. Sure. He's listening to this <laughs> driving around in his jeep. Okay. You know the one. <laughs> I do know that episode. It's like, it's like the ultimate scene. It's perfect impression too. Whole fucking show. All right. Next up, the English beat. Save it for later. Another one that is just eighties incarnate, and it just sounded like. It's like all the stuff that, that like we talk about liking about a song where it makes you feel like you're in, in like you know frolicking in the summer in your teenage years. Like this feels like the generation before us doing that. Like I don't know it firsthand, so I'm imagining it, and I think, it's, yeah. I think it's, it just seems fun. It seems super fun. Who does that song? Uh, the, the I stop the world and melt with you. That song. Um, 
modern English? Yes, that is, that is it? who it is. I like yes. that song. Yeah, I mean, that's but that's a like, great song. I think this is like an entire genre that I didn't even look at. This sort of like 80s British pop music. Didn't even look at it. Yeah. Gotta go re examine some stuff. Yeah. I mean, this was some of the defining music of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's a good, it's a good one. It's just a good one. Fits a lot of moods. Fourth of five Michael Jackson songs on the list. I think the second for Matt. No, this is the third for Matt. This is your highest ranking one. Yep. Number 18, Billie Jean. Yep. Off Thriller. This is it for me. I think this is like, yeah. People people who think Michael Jackson isn't cool, like, this song's fucking cool as hell. Like, I I don't accept that. (laughs) It's fucking cool as shit. Is this the one where where he's at the light-up squares? Yes. When he's walking yeah, down like yes. that awesome set with like the wind blowing all the like f- fake looking garbage, like all it's all crumpled white papers. Wait, have you heard the thing that it said like everybody who was alive in the eighties who listened to music was one of four camps? It was either Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, or Bruce Springsteen. But those are the four I, big ones. Obviously, the stable none of us are Bruce. Yeah. Uh, but the other three, I'm not sure. We all have a little bit of Madonna and Prince and. Yeah. Michael Jackson and us. I just well, I mean, I none of I, us I really. I would, like to, I would like to be Prince. I don't think I'm Prince. Like I would. I don't like. I, 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 I don't like camp. Bruce Springsteen. Like, it's like it's like you have. There's like a large swath of '80s music that's not remotely represented in that. Right. In that group oh sure. I mean, I think it's just like a simplification of like the four maybe biggest artists of the. We decade. also didn't really grow up listening to music in the '80s. Yeah. Right. Well, but and the music that I listened to was like Michael Jackson music that like my parents yeah. like deemed like I wasn't listening to uh, I wasn't listening to Prince in the 80s because Prince was saying things like I'd sincerely like to fuck the taste out of your mouth <laughs> like my parents are not going to buy that after dinner music for, for the whole family yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson uh, Madonna Paul Simon my my parents that's right ah yeah Paul Simon's someone that I didn't really consider that much when, when putting this together but he's yeah. Gonna, uh, yeah, at least one great album yeah. from this era yeah and uh, I was thinking, dude, does anyone have Run DMC on there? Like, do we have I any Run know. DMC? That's I was very close to putting putting some on, but Christmas time in Hollis Queens could have been another Christmas song on our. Yeah, and that's like in the in the list of Run DMC songs. I don't think that's <laughs> near that. Number seventeen on Matt's list. This is the third time this band has been on here. It's higher up on Bob's list. Maybe we wait for that to talk about. Nineteen seventy nine by the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm sorry, just Smashing Pumpkins or the Smashing Pumpkins. Either or. Either or. Yeah. This is the video with the kids in the backseat of the car driving around, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's it. That's exactly what it is. That's what it exactly is. I got stuff to say about this, but I'll yeah. wait until... We'll talk about it together. Yeah, okay. Again... Like, this song could be number one on this whole list, but they can catch me in the right mood. Number 16, Matt, the only one to represent this band, we talked about it earlier, BC Boy Sabotage. Yeah. Sabotage. This was like my... Th- one of my first ever favorite songs. Like, unimpeachably, like, this, that's my favorite song. Yeah, the song rules. There's no question. And, like, what was it? Did they play it on SNL or, like, David Letterman or something? I, I just remember, I, I think it was SNL, and I just remember them playing, and, like, Ad Rock had, like, a middle finger, like, screwed into his guitar, just, like, sticking out like that, <laughs> and it was just, like, it was just cool. And the video is amazing. Yeah, I love these dudes. They're, they're, we talked about it, I think, already. So if we're going to Mance's Top 15, continuing to go on, this is the one that we've all been waiting for. The 
This is the one, number 15. On all our lists. Yeah. Uh, Prince. Do you guys want to wait, or do you want to talk about this now? Well, somebody might have it. Let's, let's hold, let's hold it off. Let's hold okay. It off. All right. We'll hold off. I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll let oh, you, you didn't guys. Have it yet? I don't have it yet, no. I'll let you guys drive the boat on this, this one. This is the last one that everybody shared. How, so what, what, were they? what number is this? this on Tom's? It, this was, it was this. It was Talking Heads, This Must Be The Place. It was Jeff Buckley's Last Goodbye. I never would have guessed that last one. Yeah, I thought it was Killing Me Softly. All right, next up, The Cure with Catch. Yeah, um... I like this pick. Yeah, this... The Cure song. This is, uh... I, I said before that there's two sides of The Cure. There's the goth, and then there's, like, the bubblegum Friday I'm in Love stuff. This is... No, this is like one of the exceptions. This doesn't fit into either one of those camps. I don't know this song. It's, it's, it, it was a single, but not one of their biggest hits. Um, it's just a really sweet song. I love the strings. I love kind of the easygoingness of it, which is something that their other music doesn't have. Um, it's just kind of wistful and pretty. Next song is a, a band I did not know was a band. I know that's something else. Arrested Development. Tennessee. Oh, yeah, Tennessee. Yeah. I don't know. This might be high, but uh, this is another one of those songs that, like, I loved it when it came out, and I still love it to this day, and so I feel like that means something. Yeah. You know, I, outside of, like, just being like, I just think it's a great, like, feel-good, cool song that makes me happy, I have nothing else to add to that, but, uh, but the fact that, you know, we're now... 25 years into this song being in, uh, in existence and I still love it as much as I ever did is is telling. Number 12, my favorite band, Mance's favorite band, off Mance's favorite album, Black Star, Radiohead. Yeah. This is your favorite album? No. Okay. Favorite album by them though, right? No. Really? No, I think In Rainbows is my favorite album by Radiohead. But, um... What album is this one? I forget. The Benz. Uh... uh This is like this is like like Radiohead could have followed this path. They could have like after the Benz came out, they could have like continued to make increasingly better and bigger songs in this mold, and they could have been like huge. Uh, they could have had huge hits doing that. They could have been a huge success. Not that they aren't already a huge success, but they could have been a huge success. They could have been you too. Yeah, just by making songs like this because they were so good at it. They obviously decided to go into a different direction, but. I'm glad that we have one album of songs like this from them because they're all they're all amazing, and they're also great to see live because it's so much it's so different from yeah. most of what they play. Yeah, one of my favorite experiences of seeing them play the Bends at uh, what is it called Liberty Park in Jersey City? Yeah, Liberty State Park. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I was like right up front, and they played the, the Bends. The and song I, the Bends. Yeah, yeah, and I was so happy that they played yeah. it. It was just. Yeah, they did it a awesome. couple times on uh, this, pa- this past tour at uh, That's MSG. right, yeah, I was there first night. And it was great. I'm dying to hear this song. This is, like, out of my three favorite Radiohead songs, this is the one I haven't heard live yet. But I don't think I'm ever going to get it. This next one, your last one in this little batch, again, using the little batch, uh, Cardigan's Love Fool. This was the one. Yeah. This was a draft song. This yeah. one that Bob had a lot earlier, but... Yeah, what would you call it? Just like a perfect pop song. Yeah, it's a perfect pop song. Yeah. There's, that's, it's, that's it's exa- beautiful. That's exactly what it is. There are been that you like, like it feels like they should have had a million more hits. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Anyone? Right. Any? Anyone have Nat, uh, Any? Did anyone? 
come close to having Natalie Imbruglia's yes. porn yes. on the list. I did. I came really close to having uh, Shell Crows All I Want to Do on my list. Oh. Wow. I was on there for a long time. Interesting. Like, yeah, have, yeah, you heard like the, the, have you heard the Fiddler cover of that? No. Fiddler? Fuck, Fiddler. fuck a dog. Right. Oh, yeah? Fuck a dog, life's a risk. That yeah. Fiddler? They opened for the Pixies when I saw the Pixies. Oh, yeah? I really, I I really want to see them here. That's, that's on my other list. I fucking love that song. That band is awesome. Trying to save rock and roll. They got a new album coming out. Yeah. You know who else is awesome? <coughs> Number 15 is Bob. Duran Duran. Wow. Hungry like the wolf. This is another. This is an incredible pop song. Does anybody have Rio? Any Rio? Any love for Rio? I do. Yeah. I'm no. assuming there's more, more to come from you. From Duran Duran? No. Uh, this is the last Duran Duran song. The only Duran Duran song. But it had it had Rio's on there. Uh, View to a Kill was on there. Uh, Ordinary World was on there. Uh, they, you know, I think they're a super underrated band, uh, and and they span, you know, most bands like Duran Duran only last an album or two or one hit, yeah. and and they have like, you know, like four really good albums. Uh, so, you know, this is a song that I feel like most people recognize it from the intro, the very beginning. And, and that's iconic, and it's in its own way, right? And most people are probably happy when it comes on. I don't know. How do you guys feel about this song? Are you indifferent toward it? I'm indifferent toward it. Yeah. I like it. I just heard I it a ton. I would say indifferent. I think it's one of those ones just like Matt's Guns N' Roses picks where it's like, it's great, but I've heard it a thousand times. Yeah. That's fair. They become a much, much different band once you get into like the 90s and into the 2000s. It's also been used in a lot of shit. Yeah. Commercials and shit. Mm-hmm. Anytime something's in a commercial, it sort of becomes like, well, oh, fuck that. Like, you picture slow motion, like, burritos falling. <laughs> yeah, you're hungry like the wolf, right? You want to come out and get some burritos. Like a wolf on a drive through window. The natural. McDonald's new the, burritos. The wolf is a burrito. I don't know how to pronounce this next artist, but burrito song, burger. number 14, Ghetto Superstar. Pros. Pros. Yeah. Pros, well. This almost made my list. Yeah. Yeah. And Maya is incredible yeah. in this. And ODB. This is this song is awesome. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, this was this was Praz's only real post foodies success. Uh, he's been a successful documentary filmmaker, but um, and a preacher after this. But yeah, he, did, um, he didn't like music, he, did, he didn't like, make any more music after right. this. You know, I don't think like I would kill for a Praz solo album. Yeah, although this awesome. is like a pretty good legacy to leave. Yeah, to just be like, I, I did the song for Bullworth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Bullworth is a pretty embarrassing movie to watch because there's a lot of Warren Beatty rapping in it. Um, <laughs> Doing like, yeah, prototypical like stiff uh-huh. white guy rapping and with your shoulders out. <laughs> yeah, it's real like uh, pathetic and lame. Um, even though that's a good movie, otherwise. Uh, is it better than um, what's the one where, where uh, Eddie Murphy and Steve Martin make a movie? Bowfinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah It's better than both I think so, yeah This next song I don't know the song I don't know the band Sleep with Dragonaut My all-time nice. favorite metal song Yeah, man I mean, just Dirty Low-down Stoner metal Yeah That, like, maybe borrows A little too heavily From Sabbath But Just It's alright It's some Sabbath every, every Couple decades They have another song Um Their second album Is an album called Dope Smoker um, and Dope Smoker is the result of a major record label throwing a ton of money at them after the success of this album, and them going, we're going to make one 45-minute long song. 
<laughs> and call it Dope Smoker and have it be about smoking weed. Uh-huh. And it is weed awesome. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. Sleep is my all-time favorite metal band. And you may also possibly remember this song from the film Gummo from kids riding bikes over a hill hmm. with this song playing and it is just... Is that the third Harmony Korine reference on this podcast? I'm a big Korine fan. Yeah. There might be more coming. There are. There there is more coming. We gotta finish this then we gotta watch Spring Breakers. You can't leave for hours. Is there a Spring Breakers? uh, No, no. But but there is is another Korine reference coming. I I didn't think about it until right now. But yeah, there's definitely another Harmony Korine thing coming. Next one is a band that I got an album. I think maybe their big album a couple years ago. Listened to it, liked it. Don't know much about it. Sebado with Spoiled. So this song is the song that was uh, in the trailer for the movie Kids. There we go. <laughs> um, you were a kid in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the trailer is just, it's kids riding skateboards down the middle of a street in New York to this song playing. And I find this song to be, like, terrifying. Like, doesn't it sound like horror music meant to induce anxiety? No? Uh, anyway, it does that to me. I think it depends on your mental state, maybe. Yeah, my mental state, I always sort of have a low vibration of, of anxiety anyway. But So this is a, this is Sebado, so, you know, Lou Barlow, formerly of uh, Dinosaur Jr. Um, and again. And again? Because he's currently in yeah, Dinosaur Oh, really? Yeah. 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 No kidding. They put out, like, I didn't five know that. reunions. I would have gone to see them at White Eagle Hall if I knew that Lou Barlow was in, yeah. in the band. Yeah. Fuck. It's the original lineup. Yeah, I love I love Lou Barlow. Truly Great Thing is another Sebado song that could have been on here, but it just I love I love this kind of uh, folk music. Is this folk music? Not really. It's just kind of indie rock. Anti folk. It's kind of like Americana almost in a way. The cowboy music. Lo fi yeah, for folk. sure. Yeah. It's folk music. Anyway, yeah, so I love this song with all of my heart and guts. Your number 11, man said it earlier, a little bit ago, New Shimok Hotel in the airplane over the sea. That's right. You had this song already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. I think I mentioned it last time, but just uh, how strange to be anything at all. Uh, I love this song. I think it's a beautiful love song. Um, One of my friends in college was a singer-songwriter. He did, like, the coffee house circuit or whatever, and he would cover this a lot. It was I don't, I don't... I know his version better than I know this version, but, I mean, it's still... I think Jeff Mangum did the right thing and bailed after this album and just was like, fuck it. I said all I have to say. I'm out. I wish more people would do that. Did he bail from music or just from the band? No, he's he's never put out another album since then. Hmm. I think he did the music of of like a field of recordings, but like that's not the same thing. Right. And he's touring again. Yeah. Off and on, but like it took him 15 years to even do that. Yeah. Wasn't he at like that that All Tomorrow's Parties festival in Asbury Park a couple years ago? It was like, oh, I don't know. Like yes, he was. All right, here we go. Matt's top fifteen, the final top pavement 15. song, "Summer Ooh. Babe." Mm. Yeah. Like I feel like the the, the I, I had like three songs from them, and like there's three very distinct styles of pavement songs, and I wanted to get each one, and this is like, you know, this is just the one. The first one. It's just the one. It's the first big one. And like, it's not. It, like, I, I, I didn't. I was gonna maybe have like a pavement song on here, and they, they were one that kind of crept back in more than any other band. Because I, you know, listen to them a lot, and then it was like, you don't want to be like, oh, you, you know about pavement? You can be that fucking like pavement guy. 
<laughs> it was like stop listening. I kind of stop listening to Pavement for a little bit just to, just to like listen to other things. What is Pavement's big hit? Is it Shady Lane? That's I think it's their... Cut Your Hair. Cut Your Hair. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, by man, far yeah. that's their yeah. most well known song. Signature song. The Shady Lane. Big Gold Sounds, I know. Like, did Pitchfork call it the best song in the 90s or something? Yeah, fuck Pitchfork, no. I'm sure that became more. more fuck well-known. Pitchfork. Matt's next song is. From the opening of a Tom Hanks movie that nobody saw, it's also you've got mail. <laughs> Beck also covered it when I saw him in July. It is Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads. Ah. Um, oh, yeah, all right. Cut Your Hair was their only song to even remotely chart. What a bunch of losers! Well, let's talk about Once in a Lifetime though. Yeah, uh, is, this, is this the only? Is this not, the last time this is on the list? You're not. You're, you're not burnt out by this song. Yeah. No, that's that was mine. no. Because, uh, just, like, those lyrics, they're just, they're pretty timeless, I think. He's an underrated lyricist, for sure. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, you, you can totally get burned down on this song, but it, it's just so interesting, and it's so, it's so weird. Like, no, it's not burned out because people are always listening to this whole song. It's like, this is in some commercial of, like, ah, oh, you know, like... Fucking, yeah, burritos uh, are falling from the sky. Well, yeah, or just like, oh, and Wilson wakes up and, oh, where am I? Like, lit- like, and they use the song like literally to explain right. what's happening. <laughs> They're just like, I, like, come on, stop. Like, eluding like, the movie about amnesia. Yeah, it, so it just becomes like, who is this? Oh, like, like, and, and like that's all. Like, it's but it's as a song, it's great. I agree. It just but, chugs yeah. along like it's a steady rhythm. It's kind of a weird. Next up is the first and only appearance by Tom Waits. Oh fuck! Come on up to the house. Oh, because I think most of my Tom Waits shit is seventies. Yeah, yeah. But but this song to me is one that uh, should be like, like it should be more of a signature song of his because it's just such a pure like, gospel that. Like I sing it around the house all the time, just because I, I I love the the line, uh, "Come down off the cross, we can use the wood." Come on up to the house, and like, it's just about like, it's it's a song about like faith and like charity, and to the to the point where like I remember thinking like, oh, well, like I mentioned it again to my wife, and she's like, "Well, that's just like a old standard, isn't it?" And I was like, I was like, yeah. I don't think so, and it's not. It's just a fucking, like, timeless fucking, like, gospel. It feels song. like it feels like more people would cover Tom Waits because he has such a distinct voice, and it feels like you could reinterpret that voice into something very different and beautiful. The way that, like, like Nico Case covers a uh, postcard from a hooker in Minneapolis, and it's, like, beautiful because she sings beautifully, right? And it feels like it, you... you it, Tom Waits would be ripe for that sort of thing because, like, he's a good lyricist, and a lot of times you you can't understand what he's saying at all. Yeah, yeah. He also kind of has like a weird writ, like the fact, like, like his, his songs are kind of like written to his voice too, and his 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 rhythm is so weird. Like, like, what do they call it? Like the way Sinatra would sing, like his yeah. his phrasing, his cadence. Yeah, like his phrasing is like his weird. But there are examples, like Rod Stewart does Downtown Train, right? And it's, and it's, you know, it's a Rod Stewart, it becomes a Rod Stewart song. Yeah, song. well, and, and isn't Jersey Girl yeah. fucking, to get, to bring Bruce back into this? Mm-hmm. Fucking, Bruce, Bruce Springsteen is like the villain that is hanging over this whole procedure. <laughs> yeah. I'm, the, I'm the only one that had one of his songs, and, it was, yeah. and it's a very atypical Bruce Springsteen. 
Oh, that's true. Like, yeah. I, I didn't put like Born to Run on here or something. <laughs> or did I? <laughs> Next up from yeah, that, a song that I think Bob had had on his list before, Nine Inch Nails, Head Like a Hole. Not me. Oh, that was me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when we like a while ago we talked about like what are your favorite albums of all time, and I remember being really surprised how high Pretty Hate Machine was. But uh, a it reminds me of Darren. Shout out, R.I.P. Yeah, man. And I just listened to it so much, uh, like in all in all different phases of my life as like a little weird adolescent kid, and like this sound like pumping into your head as you're going about your like day is a weird thing for like a, like, a, like a little kid to be doing like a, like a 13 year old but that's, that's the like where, whereas we've talked multiple times about the car test there there is like a headphones test yeah. for like walking the halls of your high school yeah. too mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah and it just like it feels like technology and like like future like fear but like also is like really like exuberantly produced like the sonics of it are just like you can still dance to this shit you can still dance music and uh and 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 the Trent's fucking he's just awesome he's just like an awesome dude yeah for sure what, what number was this for me? this is your number 12 yeah alright yeah your number 11 you had another one of their songs a little bit ago NWA Straight out of Compton yeah Mission Statement Sonic too just like that fucking beat is that is just like that's dangerous sounding. You guys remember when we had this idea to like do both 80 to 99 and 2018 <laughs> today? Here we are. We are 90 songs in each. Six hours and 15 minutes into recording. Fuck yeah. Top 10. Getting real tired listening to and trying to think of shit yeah. to say about NWA. Like, yeah. uh, well, so why well, I like this song. That's a, a lot. And, and bands like NWA are tough for us to talk about because yeah. it's like we like them for reasons that, like, when we start talking about them, we sound like posers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the fact is, it changed culture, and it's culture that we appreciate even if we're not a part of it. And uh, you know, it's awesome. Yeah, it's just like how it sounds. Like, listen to it. Yeah. Number ten, we talked about the guy, oh, the frontman oh. of this band before. I think we only had one other song about it. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Cornell. (laughs) Mance number 10, Foo Fighters Everlong. Foo's are back. Yeah. After a long absence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a a big Foo Fighter guy for the first three albums. Uh, This song is... This is a a, a brilliant, beautiful, also iconic song. Like, this song is going to be around forever. Yep. And the fact that, that... Dave Grohl was capable of writing a song like this. Also, a Michelle Gondry directed video that That's was right. a, a great visual to it. It's um, one of the giant hands. Yeah, yeah. But this is, I mean, like this version of it, the acoustic version of it. This is this is an incredible, uh, incredible song. You guys think that Kurt Cobain would have thought the Foo Fighters sucked? I think he would have been happy for his friend. I hope so. For the first, he would have liked the first two albums. I think he would have yeah. fallen off at, with uh, "There's Nothing Left to Lose." I'm surprised. I, I do you remember like hearing the fucking like live acoustic one recorded on the Howard Stern yeah, show right, yeah. all the time on the radio? Yeah, yes, with like with it, the, with it the became clothes, like the, the big Coda by by uh, fucking Howard Stern, which is like I just got, Robin. Look, I, I just got chills. <laughs> I got chills. <laughs> Number nine, Black Star Respiration. Oh yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. uh... This is one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, maybe my favorite rap album. And um, the lyrics in this song are particularly beautiful. Um, very poetic. This is the only quality? Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, a couple made my 2000... 
Like get, get by was on my 2000 list, but I encourage people to just like read the, the lyrics to this song. Like actually just go onto a you know Google the lyrics and read them because they're all it's all poetry. This episode is brought to you by Genius.com, so go check out Genius.com. Yeah. yeah. Number eight, Pretenders, back on the chain gang. Wow. We're not a band that I even considered for any of this, which I, I, is dumb, because they, they rule. Just, yeah. just listen to this riff right now, the one that comes in right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And she's got a Although it might sound a little bit too much like the 90210 theme song to me. <laughs> she's, on, she's got It's not her fault. She's got a beautiful voice. Uh, yeah, I think I, I think I first heard this song in the credits of a TV show, I want to say. Uh, is Chrissy on the guitarist too? Is, is she playing guitar? She, she played guitar. She, I think they had two guitar players. Okay. Um, but yeah, between the riff and this little. Uh, I, just, I, just, I just love this song. Next up, the first, and I think only in Furious of Elvis Costello, Man Out of Time. Yeah, uh, the best Elvis Costello song. Um, best really? Elvis Costello in, song. In, my, in my opinion. Well, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big Elvis fan. We talked about this. Um, I like the, I, I relate to the version, to, to, to what the, these lyrics are about, feeling like a man out of time sometimes, like not in sync with with uh, the rest of your peers. Um, in your love of Chris Cornell. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually, the song is a, is a love letter to Chris Cornell. Uh, yeah, Elvis is a genius songwriter. He's written thousands of great songs. Literally. And now, Mance, you're number six. This is one of the three that everybody had much, much, much lower for both Bob and Matt, Last Goodbye, Jeff Buckley. We all have it. You had both of them in the 50s, I think, ish. Like 52, 54, something like that. There's just one moment early in the song coming up pretty soon where it sounds like clouds parting and the sun coming through, and I fucking love that part. It's coming up right now. Like, that's gorgeous. I like the part where he goes into the, the kiss me yeah. part. Yeah, that's, that's good. You all love the song. Surprised that you all love this. Matt song. a little bit less than, than the rest of us. He almost he wanted to bail. I just think it's funny that, that, that like we only had three in this. Last one. goodbye, I Bob forty nine, Matt fifty four, Matt's six. Wow. All right. Like if this is if this was on all three of our lists, I'm surprised there wasn't more than three songs that was on all of our lists. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. That's a good point. Bob, your top ten. Your number ten, a song that Matt had on his pride. Oh yeah, that's right. In the name of love, you too. Well, number ten. Number ten. I think this is. I, I don't even like U2 as a band. I like. I like like four or five U2 songs. Uh, this is one of them, and I think this is one of the great songs of the '80s. It's uh, that chorus is just like, you know, Bono gives it everything that he has, and uh, while I don't really like Bono, I give it up for anyone who gives it everything that they have. You know. Yeah. I think it's weird that it's about Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that until tonight, man. And that I already weird. forgot it. It surprised me again when you said that. <laughs> Number nine, the final appearance by a band that I had no idea was going to be on this list this much. Blur, No Distance Left to Run. Maybe the greatest oh. breakup song of all time. Wow. Uh, there's two other uh, songs that I would consider to be maybe the greatest breakup song of all time but of those three songs this one's the kindest 
I like that it's about breaking up with someone and also just like hoping that they're okay, and and you know just saying that you you uh, you hope they feel safe and that uh, you know they have someone to protect them, and also fucking Graham Coxon is just incredible. Like even when he's not like he doesn't have to shred or anything, he can just like I don't know. He is maybe my favorite guitarist of all time. Oh. Him, Dean Ween, and... I don't know who the third one is. I'd have to think well, about it. speaking of Dean Ween. Speaking of Dean Ween. Number eight. Birthday boy. Ah, I knew it! I fucking knew it! Maybe the greatest breakup song of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, birthday but not boy. the kindest. What's, What's this the adjective? But not the kindest. This is, um... I mean, this song's about pain, right? Just listen to the man. It's the first thing he says. Yeah, Jesus Christ, pain. <laughs> uh, yeah, this song just, like, really uh, kills me. It's like, I feel like I'm being gutted when I listen to this song. And I can't imagine... I mean, yeah, I think he was, like, 18 yeah. when he wrote Probably this song. Probably younger, Probably younger. And, and, like, for someone to, to, to be able to reach that deeply inside of them when they were 18 is just remarkable. And also, I gotta say, when I lived in California, Heener would play this on an acoustic guitar, and Heener's pretty good at singing, and it was fucking awesome. <laughs> and, like, I really loved it. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, how's it going, Heener? Yeah. Number seven, the fifth and, and right. final. Wait, what the hell song was it that, like, because at one point, when I asked you if, you if it was Marwee, I was thinking, it's gonna be this, because it was the same kind of, like, like you, like I, like this is what you like. You love these, just yeah, like yeah. chest ripped open, like yeah. sparse songs yeah. from. Oh, from bands. Ween, are you talking no, about? No, I, I forget. It, it, we can re-listen to it. It's, it's something else that totally reminded me of it. But you know what else I really like about this too is like it's it sounds like you're getting gutted, like lyrically, but also the like the sonics of it. Yeah, and like that's both of them, and that's why Ween mm-hmm. is so great. That's right, yeah. Because it's like, it's the it's a lot of the ideas for songs, and the, especially the emotional stuff that they do really well from Aaron, but it's it's always fucking Mickey, like, coming in with, like, really cool guitar shit. Right, two dudes like, it's who... it's really two guys completely Who grew up together, and who are pretending to be brothers, yeah. oh, and, and just, yeah. They're the best. They're the, maybe the best band. Yeah. Maybe my favorite band. It's yeah. them and Radiohead and Mountain Grits. Yeah. Number uh, seven, the fifth and final appearance by Mr. Michael Jackson, Man in the Mirror. Wow. So, for a long time, I used to tell people that Off the Wall was my favorite Michael Jackson album. Because maybe I was being sincere, but also maybe I was, uh, maybe I was faking the funk a little bit. But um, I, was, I was driving on the Garden State Parkway at like three in the morning uh, by myself. And I goddamn near had a religious experience <laughs> listening to this song. <laughs> like, like it, like just, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a song that makes you want to be a better person, and I feel like that's, I don't know. What else is there to say about it? This is the last Michael Jackson song. This is the highest anyone has any Michael Jackson song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Vance with none. You and Matt shared the five. The oh, highest. we both had it at five. No, no, no. You, you both, you, you had five, five songs total. Oh, okay. Yeah, Matt had three. Right. If anything, I was going to put... I, I, what I realized uh, also recently is that there's no new Jack Swing anywhere on my list, so I wanted to maybe put in uh, Jam. Okay. But otherwise... 
Is that from the same album? I'm not sure. Like, what album is this? This is bad. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. Oh, it's not bad. Oh, I thought it was later than that. I don't know. Uh. Number six. This is a song that somebody had before. I think Matt. 1979. Yeah. Smashing Pumpkins. Number six. I think. Like it's my feelings about this are exactly the same as Matt's feelings. We we talked about it, but it's like there is no song that exists that just feels like nostalgia. The way that this song feels yeah, like nostalgia. You just you just put this on and you will like time travel. Which is like, I, I also think that that's one hundred percent its purpose because yeah. the name of the fucking yeah, right. song is nineteen seventy nine, right? So it's like like Billy Corgan sat down and he was like, I'm gonna do this, and then he did it. Yeah. And and like I think that that's pretty rare. That's that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tough thing to capture, and and he did it. And this could be the number one song yeah. on, on, on my list, too. Yep. Uh, on any given day, it would be. Matt, you're number 10. From the beginning, you'll know what it is. Of course. Everybody wants to rule the world. Of course. Yeah. Here's your fears. So I had this song on my pocket rocker, which, like, did you guys have one of those things? It was like a little tiny tape player, and you would get a package of two mini tapes. They were, like, the size of, like, a tic-tac not even like half of a Tic Tac thing and it would be two songs per tape and it would be like not even they were so small it couldn't even fit the whole song so it would be like a minute and a half of each song so it was this and shout on like the two sides of it or like the first two minutes of, of this and shout and uh it's one of those songs that like you just hear all throughout your life and it like seems to get better every time you hear it even though you've heard it a million times like every time I listen to it it's just like it, 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 tr- it comes with it came with me as I grew up just because I heard it all, all the time and it changed every time more than any other song that I can think of that I listened to and enjoyed as like a six year old like little kid to now because again it's just that like exuberant but like there's just like a sad there's like a sad sound to it and it's such a sad futile thought I think it was also maybe the theme song for the Dennis Miller show Fuck Dennis Miller. <laughs> that guy's super, guy super good at reading a teleprompter. What is he? Is he like doing football shit now? I think, he's, he's, I think he has a podcast. That was 20 years ago. Yeah, well, I know he's not on the M- Monday Night Football or whatever. Remember when Rush Limbaugh was on Monday Night Football? No. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, because Rush Limbaugh had got, uh, he, 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 had to, he had to retire because he said uh, people only like Donovan McNabb because he's black. As a, he was on, he was like a commentator yeah, during so, the show. Yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ! What a weird world. Anyway, so so tears for fears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're just great. And and dude looks like Gene Ween. Like f- the tears for fears guy. Yeah, they got like, he's got like the same like baggy eye kind of look to him. Okay. But yeah, they're great. I love tears for fears. Number nine was a song that Bob had a little bit ago, like a prayer. Yeah. Madonna. Fucking, this song is a is a stone cold rocker. Like, is it? I had a, a damn near religious experience listening to this one specifically. I just it just fucking grabbed me by the throat. Do you remember people being really pissed off about this music video because mm-hmm. Jesus yep. was black yep. in it? Yeah. Oh, a simpler time when that was when we got riled <laughs> up about. Although we would still get riled I mean, up as a people yeah, you for that. Kidding? It's the same people. The same people would be equally as pissed about yeah. it right now. As That's how far we've come with our so- social dialogue. Yeah. And you know, when you pray, where you pray to, 
just like having the cure. I think it was stretch, but it was one of the perfect, perfect pop songs. A lot of cure like songs from you guys. I didn't. I what is it? Three, three cure songs. Between yeah. Two? Again, sounds like 1979, but like you know, not really aiming for nostalgia, but aiming for the same place it lives, like in your like, yeah. butterflies. It's yeah, a great, it's a great song. And, and yeah, it's just as a, as a pop song, it's just perfect. Yeah, it's just fucking undeniable. Number seven. The second of three is still higher to go on Bob's Purple Rain. Yeah. Purple Rain. We'll discuss that as a trio when, yeah. we, get, when we get to the top. Yeah. And number six, the final appearance. I think the third, maybe, for, for Matt? Loser by Beck. Nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, sums it up. Sums up the 90s. Yeah. Like... It's also a mission statement song. The idea, right? yeah, yeah, but like it's just the ultimate one of, of just like, you know, just the shaggy Gen X slacker, like soy un door. What a funny like yeah. way to, to to do it too. Yeah. It's also like weird Dadaist lyrics. That yeah. Are, that like. This is are, one of the only songs that I know like every I, I, I every like lyric to the, the rap in air quotes part. This is the first CD I ever bought. Like that I bought on my with my own money, Mellow Gold. Gold. Yeah, yeah, this is a classic. Yeah, this again. This song, will live, I think this song will live in the upper echelon of like songs from this era in like twenty five years. How old is he? Was it, he's a, he's a kid when this came out, right? He's like gotta be like twenty. Because he's yeah, probably like twenty one, forty five, fifty now. This was ninety four, right? So mm-hmm. yeah. I remember when this was on the... This is, like, one of the few that I remember being on MTV. I'd be like, oh, okay. It's also interesting for this to come out during that era. Because it's, like, very different from all the other really popular yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And probably, like, encouraged people to be a little bit weirder. Yeah. In the it was It was definitely, like, immediately Beck is, like, the exciting new voice in, like, American music. Like, also, the hybrid of, of sounds and genres that he's able to pull off with wrap it in the slacker like, like he was like a, a savior of the am time. I misremembering this or is he wearing a KKK hood in the video or is someone wearing a KKK hood in the video I don't remember that yeah I think there may be what I like about this we talked about this earlier is that Mella Goldson sounds nothing like Midnight Vulture sounds nothing like right. Sea Chain sounds nothing like Wero yeah sounds nothing like Colors like it's it's all well and it's not like they're all it's not like wildly different each time it's just like it, it makes sense like the shift he makes is like oh I can see why that is now the thing he's doing thanks Scientology there we go so now what we're going to do is we're going to go to the top five I'm, I have an idea instead of going Mansell 5 we'll do 5 by 5 then 4 4 4 just to, to, to build up a little bit more suspense okay. let's do it Mans number five surprise surprise <laughs> Soundgarden yeah, fell on black days <laughs> no kidding you Come can't on. make this, this stuff up. This is a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. Uh, <laughs> I'm not hating on Saturday. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, yeah. sure. Wait, didn't you, have, yeah. you had this, right? No, I had Blood of the Outside World. Oh. Uh, it's got a killer riff. And and Chris is... Yeah, Chris? His, his, voice, <laughs> his, his, voice is, his voice is particularly... Uh, you know, I love the deep, soulful shit here. It, it became... Uh, harder uh, after his death. Just the entire message yeah. of this song. Bob's number five. 
was Mantis 27. How many more Soundgarden songs are there? That's it. That's it. That's it for me. Pops number five was Mance 27, which is still higher to come for Matt, so maybe we save it a little bit. Oh, boy. This must be the place. It must be. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it when, when, when we hit it. This is our top shared song. Well, actually. Not for more than Maybe. This would Let's be see how they average out. Number five for Matt. It was a good day. Ice Cube. Yeah, nice. Story song. Ice Cube's got some pretty, Ice Cube's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. On, on this NWA list. and Ice Cube. And, and, and he's in the Dr. Dre song that I have. Yeah. It's on the list, too. Yeah, and uh, what the fuck is it called? So the Predator, like that whole, that album is fucking so great, too. But yeah, this song, uh, like, you know, again, everybody loves this song. Yeah. And it's optimism. Yeah, yeah so it's not what you expect from him. He's, right. he's, yeah. he's turning around on you. And it, it, yeah, and it's just such a good. It's like, it's a great story. I love a story song. Like I wish. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a better version <laughs> of I wish. It's, it's a more like like my life's awesome. Version. It's like yeah. it's like if I wish happened and came true, today was a good day. Yeah, but like yeah, you're driving around, you like do well in basketball, fucking get laid, messed around, party, got a triple double, fucking win some money, then the blimp. At the end of all that, inexplicably, <laughs> tells you you're a, a pimp. A swerve into surrealism. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 this is... Uh... Number four, the highest... Actually, no. Matt, so, Manson Matt, number four, same band, different songs. Both songs that we've talked about already. Mance with The World Has Turned and Left Me uh, Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt with Say It Ain't So. Yeah, so... Uh... There are two things I love this song. Uh, love about this song. One are the lyrics. Um, Weezer. I just made love to your wallet. Photograph is such a brutal description of masturbating and like being lonely and pining after somebody. Uh, and dangerous. He can get paper cuts. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about recently is that the wallet photograph industry has gone away with phones. It's yes. just phone backgrounds now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I love about this song from a music nerd perspective is that they do this thing where, like, there's a traditional rock power chord, and they, like, just tweak it slightly. For anybody who's a music theory nerd out there listening to this, all seven people who are listening, instead of doing, like, the power chord fifth that, like, every rock band does, they turn it into, like, thirds, which just gives it a different, like, little kind of different dimension. Um, it just has, like, a little bit more of a, of a minor key feel to it, which I, I just, I love. If they would have just played the traditional power chords, it would have kind of been a more generic paint by numbers rock song. But um, they just little little twist on it that I appreciate. And Matt, it was a Rick Ocasek's suggestion. Was it? Maybe. Oh, maybe. Say it ain't so. Matt's number four. Yeah. You know, again, any given day, any song from this album would be my favorite Weezer song. But uh, you know, the argument that I will make for this one is that uh, again, maybe. Just great lyrics. Yeah, there's a specificity lyrics. to his lyrics. Yeah. yeah, and good build. Like it's a, it's maybe their best song. Like uh, from a songwriter standpoint, I don't know. That's that bit like where he makes his voice really high. That's really good. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's just, it's just a, it's an all-time classic. Bob's number four, still not the final instance of this band, a band that is more popular than any other on the list. R.E.M., Me in Honey. Yeah, again, this is, a, I think, one that 
REM fans really like, but yeah. probably never broke through to to people who are not REM fans. Um, it's like I don't know if it's sad. I guess it's sad. It feels sad to me a little bit. But uh, I, I can't even. I couldn't even really tell you what I like about the song. I don't know the lyrics to it. Like as as I don't think you need to know Michael Stipe's lyrics because it's not about that. It's more like about just like hearing the sounds. Yeah. And it, it kind of bums me out. Me out in a way. Well, that's the thing that I learned from the REM podcast that they didn't start even start printing their lyrics to like their eighth or ninth album. Like it took, like they just didn't share the lyrics. Yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a great song, and it's um, uh, in, in, a, in a in a just world, I think it would be as popular as as many of their hit singles. Um, I don't know what "Me and Honey" means. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't care either. There's something about it sonically that just does it for me. Yeah. Number three, Mance mentioned her earlier. Time to talk about how much he loves Miss Lauren Hill with X Factor. Oh yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, uh, like I said before, when she when she bears her soul and sings, it's beautiful. Um, there's the breakdown. Uh, I don't know if you can skip ahead. Sure. The, the care for me, care for me, say you'll be there for me part. Keep going. Yeah. This. Yeah, it's just, it's just a beautiful song. I could have picked any song from this album. I could have picked every song from this album to make this list because uh, it's it's one of my favorites of all time. But this song in particular you know what, is. You know what almost made my list was "Every Ghetto, Every City." Yeah, because like that's some real New Jersey yeah. shit. Right yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> this is like talking about street names and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a. I feel like her her reputation since this album has taken a hit because of her reputation for missing shows and showing up late and for being kind of flake and for the the tax evasion stuff and you know and not doing that much at, the right album right what else. right which is a shame because this album is is a legitimate stone cold classic that is one of the best albums of all time in my opinion number three their final appearance bob nirvana train you train you I love, I love the... Uh, is this the first off Nevermind? Yeah. There's been like six Nirvana songs, I think, and they've all been off either In Utero or Bleach or Unplugged, so... I love I love that I don't care what you think unless it is about me. Yeah. And, and, and this also has like some really great... Po- I, I might get these lyrics a little bit wrong, but it's something like, your thoughts have dilated, I've become your pupil, you taught me everything without a poison apple. Like, Kurt Cobain, when he wrote this album, as a kid, like as a 35-year-old, when I think of like a 22-year-old or something, writing this shit, is it like... It's unbelievable to me that someone was that talented yeah. and that young, using like complex metaphors and, and just like feeling shit so I guess you feel shit really intensely when you're that age but he was he like had the language to be able to to use it and then also on top of that just musically this is a great pop song it could be like a Beatles song or something number three for Matt the final appearance by this band Fables of the Reconstruction (laughs) Drivery by R.E.M. you're not allowed to make fun of the Chris Cornell thing ever again (laughs) yeah but that's saying that they're equal like you know Chris Cornell and REM. We definitely let you, I think you, a little bit. Yeah, no, believe me. But I think that's because it's like you didn't have Soundgarden songs. You, you said 
all the Chris Cornell songs. Yeah, four. So four songs. How yeah, many are in the five five audience? Audience? Yeah. Well, I think he's probably got like four, I five, five, or six. I had three. Okay. Yeah, two, I think, right? So I had one. Yeah, one. This, yeah. Is, this is maybe my favorite rock song ever. Okay. See, I'm happy that you love Michael Stipe. I'm happy that you love Chris Cornell. <laughs> uh, they're on a first name basis now, it's just Chris. Yeah, Chris. I don't know if you remember, but what? Well, we've been saying his full name game. so much that I figured first name, you know. People know who I'm talking Still about. Still a ways away. Mansus number two from an album mentioned before Jimmy Eat World. Oh, Just wow. watch the fireworks. Yeah, uh, this is, I mean, uh, it, this is just a song and an album that I have a lot of, like, a deep personal connection with that goes back a long time and has been important to me at different points in my life, and that's about it. Oh, now, Jimmy! Huh? Oh, now, Jimmy! <laughs> Say that again? Oh, now, Jimmy! Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I get it. Whoa, now, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. I, I mean, I would not have expected... This. I don't know that I know this song even, but then like uh, it's another clarity song. That, is, that it's this high up is, yeah. is uh, like I, I like that it's uh, that personal. Yeah. Number two, Bob. Not the last time this band will be on there. I can tell you that much. Jesus Christ. Radiohead, Paranoid Android, off OK Computer. The song is incredible live. It does all the things. It right? does all it, the it, things. It, yeah. it, it like rocks. Like it, it is maybe. Yeah. Like possibly their hardest rocking song, at yeah. least in that in that one little section. Um, and they always have the lights to match at the very intense, like strobing, whatever the background is. It's yeah, always... yeah. It has like beautiful Tom singing in there. It has uh, scary lyrics. It has a great music video. Um, it ha- it has like a, it's doing a, a happiness is the warm gun thing where it's like three mm-hmm. separate songs car crash together into into one song. Uh, it is my favorite Radiohead song. I think. I mean, again, on any given day, yeah. it could be another song. But this is, like, I think their quote-unquote best song. Mm, yeah. Uh, I definitely had this on my list for a long time. And, like, it was just a toss-up between this and, like, Karma Police. Yeah. Or whatever I put on there. It has it has a sense of, like, epicness to it that a lot of their songs don't have. Um, this album is still... Robot voice. So good. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the bits that are, like, you know... The, the political bits. This is like feels like an anti-fascist album too, right? Uh huh. So that's that's nice. Always. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> down with fascism. Thumbs down. Yeah, fascism's bad. Mm. Matt's number two. We talked about. It, we sort of talked about it a little bit ago. It was yeah. Bob's number five. This must be the place. Talking heads. Yep. Just like. Again, like any of these good songs, it's. It's either like sad and sounds happy, or happy and sounds sad. And this is definitely a happy song that sounds sad. Mm-hmm. And like, it just keeps you on your. It's, it's such a lovely sentiment, but it just keeps you on your toes so much, and like, like makes your makes your whole body kind of like jitter a little bit. It's it's, it's an amazing song. I like the Adam. Miles Fisher version of it too. Have you ever heard that? No. Miles Fisher cover it. It's good. There's a, a Japanese uh, musician named Kishibashi who does a cover of it too. That's also really good. Yeah, I love the song lyrically. It's just like 
you know, there's just like shit in there about unconditional love mm-hmm. and singing into people's mouths, which is weird. Singing into my mouth, man. Because yeah. I was reading something about like his his approach to writing the song, and he was like, you know, I, I my my songs were always kind of just like it, it wasn't like uh, like a story or like a cohesive thought throughout a song. It was like different fleeting ideas that I just push together if they sit like if they sound cool together. And like that's how he gets. It is, he was like, that's how I got sing into my mouth. Like it just kind of like was a something that sounded cool and like made sense to say. It's like like incredibly intimate too. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Idea of, you like, know what singing means. is yeah. intimate and like mouths are yeah, intimate. Yeah. So like yeah, into my mouth. Yeah, it's like uh, leather gloves and spit or nothing. <laughs> Velvet gloves are a little grosser yeah. than leather. It's also like birds feeding each other, right? Like, it's yeah. like singing into someone's mouth is like nourishing them or something with art. Yeah. Right, and it's sexy. The song's sexy, too. Yeah, a little bit. Number one song time. Manson's number one song, I was with him when this band played for the first time <laughs> in a decade. And his face... I don't know if I'll ever forget it. It was just like, it was a wonder... And amazement, and then they played it again the next night, which is like, oh, cool. Teenage dirtbag. Radioheads. <laughs> yes. Let down. Yeah. Uh, You've seen it like four times, right? Four or five times. Yeah, five. probably about now, four or five times. Uh, don't get sentimental. It always turns out drivel. Um, yeah. This is another song where, like, I, I, I was, I, I mentioned it when, when I was talking about this must be the place, and that it like. The, the arrangement creates, like, an air to it, and I think that, that this song has that as well. Um, you can just feel like, you can, it feels like you can move kind of around inside all of the instrumentation. Um, the guitar interplay is beautiful, the, the, the coming out of the breakdown, the bridge is beautiful. Uh, it's my favorite Radiohead song of all time. Two songs left, one artist left. I shared our number one yeah. artist. Bob's number one also was Matt's number seven and Matt's number 15. Purple Rain by Prince. It's just such a big sounding song. Yeah. But it's also, it, 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 it like does a dual thing of being a big, like a huge song that also feels like incredibly intimate mm-hmm. right like it's it's someone like telling you a secret but it's also like meant for an arena mm-hmm. and i don't i mean what other are there any other songs that are like that you know i don't know like it's it's really like that, that's such an achievement yeah that i don't and like for something to be a signature song of someone like prince who has like so many like if you went to a prince song and you didn't play purple rain like that's maybe the one song you would be like Fuck this motherfucker, right? Yeah, I'd never think that about Prince. You're right. I wouldn't either. Especially now, like if he was playing a concert today, he'd be like, "You can play whatever you want." Yeah, you give know? me whatever you want. Play just uh, across back from the dash. dash. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome, actually. And then Matt's number one. Well, what I wrote on Facebook, I think, when he died, was that the first five seconds of this song are better than. 90% of all musicians' entire output ever. Yeah. I shared the Ween cover of this song when, when Prince died. Yeah. I think, at the, I think at the time, maybe you couldn't put it, his shit wasn't on YouTube or something like that. You, like, well, he was big yeah. at first, he was one of the pioneers of like, get the fuck off my shit online. Like, I'll yeah. be in charge, I'll control that, thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. 
And I love the, the, the Paul McCartney-esque thing he does when his voice gets, like, super raspy. Yeah. Um, I know, I know, I yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. it really just, like, it's it, it's awesome. It, the song's so good they made a movie. <laughs> yeah. Number one for Matt was Bob's, like, number 75 or something. <laughs> Unranked for Matt's. Also Prince. But listen. Wait, you, got, you gotta give, go back. You gotta hear. This, just gotta hear the first. Beam. <laughs> I would die for you. That's it. Like, no, you could spend your whole life trying to fucking do something as cool as that, and you never will do that. It's just, it's just it. Best song of the decade. Best song of the, the span of time for me. I thought about putting both trust and party man. On, on this list because I growing up I loved the Batman soundtrack. yeah yeah that would have been on my cousins shout out the real who do who do a better version of this song Chris Cornell or Michael Stein <laughs> well Michael Stein probably Chris Cornell I would well, Michael Stein I would I would honestly hate to hear either their version or, of this song but like Push goes to or Stein, Mance as Jeff Buckley <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So the other thing that I did on this list, based on Matt's suggestion, is I took. Do you think? Do you think Jeff Buckley and Chris Cornell are j- having a, a real jam session up in heaven right now? <laughs> they were my, actually. That's my favorite thing of all time. They were actually very good friends, believe it or not. I, so, I, I, I love people going like, "Well, people are jamming in heaven." <laughs> <laughs> like, the Prince yeah. Bowie's here. Right. And then someone's starting a band in heaven. Yeah. Right now. Uh, you know, Hendrix got a knock on his cloud door today. <laughs> it's like, hey, guess who's here? It's like you know. You guys were alive on Earth at the same time. Weren't a band, right? Why would they be friends if they have infinite like eternity to play with? Yeah. Music. Be- Fuck you. Start a band with Muhammad. I'm a cosmic now. <laughs> Muhammad on the shaker. Yeah. All so right, I took well, every, I took all the songs and sort of inversed the ranking to give them points. Oh, so the highest it could be is 300. If everybody had the same number one, all be 300. Number one was Purple Rain with 280 points. Number two, this yes, was place with 269. Points. Number three, Jeff Buckley's Last Goodbye. So the top three songs were the oh, three that shared. The next best song, as three. Judged, judged by you guys, 1979. By the Smashing Pumpkins. And then Like a Prayer. Then two Weezers back-to-back. The World's Turner Left Me Here and Saving So. Killing Me Softly. Doo-wop. In the Aeroplane Over the Sea. Had like a whole pride in the name of love. Love Fool. I Would Die For You. Fade Into You. Rosa Parks. How Soon Is Now. Are you going to read all three? <laughs> no, no, no. Those, but the reason I got to stop there is because the next one, Mance's number one song, was not ranked by either one of you. So it's 100 points on its own. The highest song that only Mance likes, let down. But that's... Uh, that, Radiohead is, is, like, deceptive. Because, like, let down also could have been a, a very high song on my list. You know? It's, yeah. it's like... And Paranoid Ain't heard on mine. Yeah. yeah. And I think when you weigh it and combine it, you get the idea of like, why we did this. Because, like... It's about the the hundred songs individually, and like a lot of the interesting kind of like ideas I think are like what make up the second like the, the lower half because we saw so much more overlap in the top, especially mm-hmm. like in the top ten. I mean, like, every time that you read one of these lists, like, it, aren't you like way more interested in like right. a hundred to fifty? Yeah. Because it's like once you get this up, like a purple rant, like of course that's going to be like near the top. Yeah. Know? But like, you know, who knows what like what song 100 is going to be. That's a complete mystery to everyone going in. Yeah. Well, it's going to be the cheer song. It's going to be the cheer song. 
where everybody knows your name. And then the worst, the quote-unquote worst song you guys agreed upon, Walk by Pantera, 16 points. <laughs> there were literally hundreds of songs we talked about that you guys like collectively more than Walk, but two of you still ranked Walk very, very low. Can't just see That's on rules. Yeah, that song's great. Yeah. Yeah, I could have yeah. easily had it on my list. So guys, we are six minutes shy of seven hours recording a hundred songs each. Holy shit. It's probably not the way to do this, right? Yeah. I don't know. But I, mean, I feel like at the end we were just kind of saying like, yeah, it's a yeah, good song. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do feel like it's yes. the same thing with the draft, right? Like, we start way too late, yeah. and then we're like, why didn't we start at, like, noon, or do half the night before, and then Banya, and then do the other half? Like, there's... We run into the same problem no matter what we do. Yeah. It's all all heart, all ambition, and very little planning. I thought Young, I was going to be home by, like, 10, 10 o'clock tonight. Oh, no. What time is it, like, 2? It's one thirty. Yeah. Uh, so I have about an hour drive home. So yeah, I get me home too. So I 2.30, and then, yeah. you know... I feel good, though. I mean, this is a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It did get a little burnt out at the end. Well, yes. we're going to have another 15 we or so hours though, too. of two other... Like, yeah. We did play foosball for like probably an hour, right? Yeah. Was that about... No. Total? Played four full played games. Played four full games. It's probably, probably about 40, 45 minutes, maybe. All right. Yeah. Uh, of Matt just yeah, absolutely cool. dominating. It was just good to do something else and keep our, keep our minds sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that worked real well. Email mailbag at cageclub.me your snubs and flubs. <laughs> <laughs> what songs didn't make the list? What songs were too high? We'll be back in a week for, you know, the mailbag. Uh, we're gonna, we'll, we'll have comments on those songs. Mailbag at cageclub.me for more Tub Talk. Come back at some point. I don't know when this is coming out or when whatever's coming out, but we got more for Mance, Bob, and Matt. I'm Joey. Can we have a theme song? And can that theme song be Like a Rock by Bob Seger? Or yeah. just be the, the Cheers theme song. Fortunate son. We'll talk about that later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>